Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Well, Zach, we uh, we now have a, a national champion. That's right, right? Georgia Bulldogs. Forty-one years. Yeah, it's been, finally, it's been a couple years. Yes, they uh, they great game. Um, you know, Alabama looked like they were going to win just through the first couple of quarters, and yeah. uh, Stetson Bennett, he's what a phenomenal story, walk on quarterback. Yeah, that's that was really interesting to follow when they were sharing about that. I didn't, yeah, I really didn't know that. So yeah, we awesome. and we have a couple of um, uh, Georgia fans in. Um, uh, in the uh, office, and yeah. they're really excited to uh, to have have the win. So yeah, and you know it's funny, you know, being relatively new to the area, just being here for about two years. Come down here, we got a, a Braves win. Yeah, we got a right. Georgia win. Yep, I feel like I'm causing all these victories. Yeah, it's just because of you. Yes. Yeah. Well, so now the Falcons need to win. So okay. that, that's Next gonna year, be a, all right. That's gonna that's be a big challenge. A little late for that this year. It is. It so is. So next year, well, we got to spread them out a little bit, right? Yeah, you you can't have, have it all in one year that's so. right so so 2022 is no 2023 is the, the falcons yes that's where we're going all, all right. right i like and mark that and the gamecocks well maybe, maybe 2024 okay all right very good time. very good well we have a great show lined up today um we have a a really uh, good couple of good articles here uh, and one of them is talking about retirees having a big problem and uh zach it's not what you think it's really interesting um you know we we have a lot of folks that have uh, been in retirement for a while and also are just retiring within the last couple of years. And um, there's some issues that we we talk with retirees on, and it's not what you think. So stick around and make yeah. sure you listen into that. Yeah, it's, a, it's a great, great discussion. And then we're going to switch gears a little bit, and you have a fantastic topic as well. Yeah, we're going to talk about um, some tax benefits for families caring for those with, with special needs. And I think, um, you know, you have this um, situation where families are having or diagnoses of things like uh, autism mm-hmm. Asperger's is is becoming more prevalent right and so what do we do in situations both to care for families with special needs if if uh, we have children ourselves but also how can we help our friends or people we know just help them plan better because as we'll see in the article the costs are uh, much greater than than yeah. just you know, typical yeah. children. No, no doubt. And, and there are some good, good tax benefits and um, some accounts as well. And, and I will say just, you know, um, you know, Zach, you've been here, I guess, uh, almost a year now. Yep. A uh, year, February 1st. Okay. Really almost a year. All right. Two weeks yeah. That's year. awesome. So you, you do have, you are experiencing this with your family. So this is um, very, you know, near and dear to your heart and you are in living in this world. Yeah, absolutely. So. You know, um, uh, the, for those that don't know, don't know uh, we had twins in January of 2020 crazy yeah before the before all this blew up yeah, with the pandemic right. and one of our twins our little girl uh she was born with down syndrome yeah. so we just very quickly had to learn this world and it can be very foreign and scary uh because i feel like when you're not when you're not in it you don't know anything about it right right and then when you get in it you have to learn all this and so i found this article interesting for for me but yes. also yes to help those who might have friends um sure who have children with special needs or family members that they can be advocates for their situation sure. as well, and and then twins, and you added, yeah, or you already had two kids, so oh yeah, yeah, four, yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, family of six. You're, yes. you're you're a busy guy. It's, it's busy, busy. It's good. Yeah, um, crazy, but yeah, it's one of those things that you, you wouldn't want to change. Yes, 
but you want help. That's right. Well, this this is a great article, so yes. I'm glad we're I'm glad we're covering this. And by the way, I'm John Travis. I have an MBA in finance. I'm also a Dave Ramsey certified coach, and I have over 29 years of planning for both corporations and individuals. And as John said, I'm, I'm Zach Albanese. I've been uh, here with Richard Young Associates for almost a year, but in been in the industry. Uh, for a few years now. Yeah, 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 very good. So yeah, year year goes by so quickly. Twenty twenty one is uh, zip by, and I'm sure twenty twenty two will as well. Oh, yeah. But certainly ex- excited to have you listening today on our weekly show. We're up every single Friday morning. Um, you can go to our website uh, moneymd.net. Um, you can listen to us directly from the website. You can download to iTunes as well. And uh, check out our website moneymd.net. We have a lot of good resources out there. Some good calculators. Good information for you. Go check that out. And also a Facebook page uh, that we put a prescription of the week every week up, and I'm doing that this week, so go check that out. And uh, we're going to start off today with the financial fact of the week. Yeah, so the financial fact of the week is that 3.2 million Americans retired in 2020, which was a 56% increase over the average of, of two point, well, let's just say 2.2 2 million Americans. Yep who retired over the previous eight years. And so a 56% increase of what we saw average over the last eight years happened last year. Yeah, a lot of, lot of people, and that's one of the issues with finding workers today is a lot of folks went ahead and, and, and went into retirement. And some of those people that retired were, were probably forced into retirement based on the, the business situation, maybe health mm-hmm. situations, sure. which kind of goes into the planning piece of it. We have folks that you know, when we meet with them and they say, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I plan on working until age 70," the statistics generally don't support that. Sure, um, yeah. we usually like to move that up to 65 or even 62. And and so, if you get to 62 and you want to continue to work, great, keep working. Yeah, but, I think that's the best both worlds. Where if you, even if you plan to work to 70, but know that you can that's right. retire at 62, yeah. that's that's a good feeling. Then you can go into work. And have a little bit of a, a different swagger about yourself. So. <laughs> That's right. Having <laughs> options is a good thing. Having options is real good. So, well, we're going to start off with our first uh, topic here and uh, retirees having a, a big problem. Uh, and, and it's not what you think. This comes from uh, CNBC, um, Alexis Leodonis, uh, recently. And, uh, you know, Zach, we see inflation causing stress in a lot of age groups. Um, but we've got some reassuring words for retired people. Uh, you know, there's some some details in our industry that has always talked about four percent as a as a good withdrawal rate. Mm-hmm. That's being dropped to three percent, and it's stressing a lot of folks out. And you know, it doesn't apply to a, you know a lot of retirees necessarily, but you know, for those people that actually are looking at withdrawal rates, um, it's causing a lot of stress. But we do see a bigger problem, and and I see this when I meet with folks is. You know, a lot of our clients are not spending enough yeah. of their money. I mean, they're fearful, they're paralyzed that they're going to deplete their savings, and so they scrimp. So, you know, some clients we do have to pull back and and you know just give them some advice of you know you may need to slow down a little bit on the spending. But there's a lot of folks that we have to encourage um, to spend. So, um, you know, it, it is a problem, and because if you don't spend it, it's going to continue to grow more than likely, and yeah. You know, you can get to a point where you can't spend it in your 80s and 90s. Yeah, and it's a, it's just a good reminder um, of how retirement planning depends on emotional factors that are really separate from risks associated with, let's say, with inflation or lower bond returns. It's more complex yes. than that. And it's important to, to trust the process because a lot more goes into estimating how long you'll live or how much you want to leave for your children than simply algor- algorithms or 
and actuarial tables. So yeah, that's right. And so that withdrawal rate, three percent, four percent, we even see five percent sometimes is is just a starting point. I mean, this personal situations, preferences will dictate whether the amount should be be higher or lower. And um, you know, also remember that most models detail in a safe amount to spend in retirement. They assume the same fixed amount of portfolio withdrawals every year, and and you know, not everyone does that. So you mm-hmm. know, it's also useful to consider the percentage of assets that are guaranteed. So Social Security is a fixed, uh, guaranteed income every year. Some people have pensions uh, as well. So there was a study that was recently done that showed that guaranteed income had the biggest impact on on optimal withdrawal rates compared mm-hmm. to other variables such as uh, portfolio return. So, you know, one of the things that we we do see is from a planning standpoint, if you can have an idea of how much you can pull out, it gives you the the authority and it takes away the stress when you do spend. Right. And so we build in a lot of factors. We go out to age 95, we build inflation in. And so we do encourage folks to spend. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of times what people don't um, grasp, I think when we present our retirement plans is, if you if you had a plan that said, let's say you can spend eighty thousand dollars a year, and then ten years down the road, you're realizing that things are looking more bleak. It's not like you have to spend eighty thousand yeah. dollars and watch yourself crumble. Yeah. You can adjust. Yeah, absolutely. And so go ahead and do your kitchen remodel. You're looking forward to doing that in retirement, go ahead and do that. Look forward to traveling once especially once pandemic dies down. Do the things that you looked forward to doing. Um, because you just you really don't know what tomorrow will bring. Yeah, and COVID is a great example of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and so there are several situations we've experienced it. We've heard from our, our uh, fellow colleagues that people put off traveling because of COVID. They were worried about spending too much early on, and then they had health issues and they couldn't do their dream vacations that they wanted to. And so the pandemic only. Uh, has made those missed opportunities more obvious. Yeah, and and we do see clients that that we have to um, nudge and 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 um, encourage them to spend because I mean there's a mental shift once once you go into retirement the 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 W uh, two paycheck ends sometimes anxiety sets in and right. uh, people go into preservation mode so you know the passage of time you know certainly allows for more comfort once you are retired um, along with how, reminders of how portfolios you know have been allocated. To withstand different scenarios, as an example, during the pandemic, you know, um, retirees that were taking distributions, if you have bonds in the portfolio, it's a great time to go go tap the bonds. Yeah. Leave your stocks alone when right. they're down. So, um, you know, sometimes looking at you know uh, mortal- mortality rate calculators can help, and so forth. Um, sometimes annuities can help, but what we really see is is so beneficial is having a retirement plan that gives you the authority to spend. So exactly. you, you build in negative years, you have inflation, and it gives you the, uh, you know, the, the stress-free spending opportunities. Yeah. And a similar approach can work for long-term care costs. And rather than living too meagerly out of fear of the unknown um, or exorbitant health expenses down the road, those who are single with no potential relatives to assist with any care may want to consider purchasing uh, a long-term care policy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but many are... Um, suspect of policies or they recoil at higher premiums. So another option is to set up a separate account that could be used to fund uh, maybe a certain period of time for care. And studies show that the average time needed for long-term care is about three years. Um, If you're a woman, that's a little more. Yeah. Men. A little less. less. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, sometimes a reason for being overly conservative in retirement is the desire 
to leave money to children and grandchildren. Right. And, and that's benevolent. That's not, that's not bad, but nope. it's usually more productive to figure out, you know, why that's a priority and then set a specific amount for whom, you know, you want it to go to and then have some abstract goals to make sure family members are taken care of. But you got to take care of yourself first. And, and again, so the problem we see is, um, it's not really a problem, but, you know, people need to feel comfortable in spending some if they want to. I mean, we mm-hmm. do see folks that are very conservative and the money just continues to grow year after year, decade right. after decade, based on the history that we've seen in the markets. And again, that retirement plan I keep going back to is, you know, the the approval to go and spend some uh, stress-free because, you know, we all want to leave, typically most people want to leave some to their kids and grandkids, but there is a window in your 60s and 70s that, that you're going to be able to spend this. What we see is when you get in your 80s and certainly 90s, you just can't physically spend. Yeah. You're not traveling anymore and you're not... Right. Yeah, going out and buying new brand new cars and things like that. So uh, yeah, and there are a lot of things too that that spending money in retirement is not just a uh, kind of a selfish endeavor, but really can cut down on on stress or uh, make your life more enjoyable and e- or easier, and not just be um, kind of this ridiculous purchase. But, yeah, but it, it really can be a good for you and your health. Well, and also giving fall, falls in there as well. Yeah. We we encourage folks to that are charitably inclined to use it as as giving opportunities to help other people. You know, if they're not spending it on themselves, right. um, they can certainly help other people. So um, that's a that's an important yeah. topic. Good and good too. It is surprising. Yeah, the, the problem with your retirement yeah. is that you're not spending enough. enough. That's right. Yeah, people <laughs> are usually surprised to hear that. So. Uh, so we're going to switch gears here to the uh, to the question of the week. Yeah, John, the question of the week, we've been getting this for the last couple of weeks now, is the stock market has started off poorly this year. What is going on? What is going on? Well, you know, everybody likes up markets, right? They do. They're fun. <laughs> the last three years, uh, you know, certainly been some volatility in there, but last three years have yeah. been fantastic. And, really good, yeah. You know, the, the data, the history shows that 25% of the, the years are negative right. in the market. Mm-hmm. And um, no one can predict, predict when. We're not saying this year is going to be negative, but certainly has started off difficult. Yeah. And, I, you know, I even remember conversations last year, uh, this time, uncertainty with things like the election and, and, and a new um, new leadership. They didn't they didn't know. We didn't know and knew. No one predicted it would yeah. be a year that was, uh, you know, had the growth that we had last year. So I think you just don't know. And um, I think having a diversified portfolio, having good retirement planning, that's that's how you combat some of these uh, volatile seasons. Yeah, I mean, when the market goes down and you're putting money in, you're you're buying more shares. Yeah, right. That's a great wealth-building activity. And if you're pulling money out, then, you know, you need to have some bonds to to tap and so forth. But, um, you know, the, the, the reason that we read is, you know, in the journals that the market's gone down in the first couple of weeks is uh, interest rates have, have risen a little bit. There's some concern about inflation. So there's always something in front of the market that's concerning right. it, whether it's local economic um, issues, maybe it's foreign policy, you know, things like that. Um, so just turn off the news. Don't, don't, uh, don't listen to the, uh, the naysayers out there. It's, it's part of investing in the market. That's right. Yep. All right. So we're going to switch gears here and we're going to look at, um, 10 tax benefits for families that are caring for those with special needs. And as we talked about initially, uh, you're in this world now. And, um, That's right. So, um, you know, I, I know it's challenging. We've, we've had conversations about it, but, um, you know, once you're in there, you're, 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 you're becoming an expert in this area. And, um, so I appreciate you sharing that, yeah. you know, on, on the podcast and, and, uh, sharing your, your situation and going into this, this is a great article. Yeah. You know, it's no surprise that, that raising a child, uh, of any kind of any type can put strain on a family. Um, but as we mentioned earlier, it really does bring more strain to families raising children with, uh, special needs. 
according to the Center uh, Centers for Disease Control, 70, 17% of U.S. children have some type of development disability, with one in 54 diagnosed with mm. an autism spectrum um, disorder. So uh, in a study actually funded by Autism Speaks, researchers estimated that an average lifetime cost for a person diagnosed with autism to be about $1.4 million. Uh, and that's nothing, nothing to say for other forms of special needs, uh, which can include um, visual impairment, Down syndrome, like I have, you know, in my case, ADHD or anything like that. So, yeah, that's that's a big number. That's, that's, yes. I, I didn't realize it was that high. Yes. So, um, you know, parents with with children having uh, special needs are often unaware of some of the tax benefits that are available. And they sometimes forego hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in potential deductions and credits. So there's a lot of organizations and services out there that can you know, make the cost, um, you know, uh, you know, more manageable by taking advantage of some mm-hmm. of these. So many families don't find out until much later about the benefits that are available. So you know, a lot of times families will spend years maneuvering through complicated uh, and intricate special needs systems just to find a way uh, for their children. So, you know, it's come a long way. Um, there's still some unrealized benefits that families with, with um, children uh, they have special needs children can take advantage of. And that's kind of what we're going to cover here. Yeah. And you know, it's, it really is just complex. There's there's so much and we're going through it to ourselves right now. There's so much to know and do along with learning how to care for and love your child. You yeah. have to then worry about all the um, the the tax stuff, the health financial, stuff, yeah. the fa- yeah, financial stuff. And so um, it really is important to get as much or even as little information as you can when you have a moment. Because even with a little knowledge and planning, you know, you really can prepare um, best for present and future needs. And there, there really is no one size fits all financial plan. Um, but here, here are a few notable tax benefits that are available for families uh, who, who care for a child with special needs. The first one is a, um, <clears throat> a special school or, or institution. A school is classified as a special school if the ordinary education it furnishes is secondary to the special services it provides. So primary is the, sec- the special services. The curriculum of a special school may include some ordinary education, but this must be incidental to the school's primary purpose, which is to enable the student to compensate for or overcome a developmental disability and to prepare them for normal education and living in the future. Mm-hmm. So this includes, in- includes um, schools with programs um, to mainstream children with neurological disabilities, such as things like autism, and schools that teach Braille or lip reading or sign language. And so here are the, some of the costs in these schools that are deductible, which is lodging, meals, transportation, um, incidental educational costs from the institution or costs of supervision, care, uh, treatment, or training. Yeah, so the, the costs related to, to private tutoring by a teacher who is specifically trained and qualified um, to dealing with um, severe learning disabilities are also potentially deductible. Yeah, so. Really you know, providing that the, the chil- ch- child's doctor uh, has recommended that, and you're going to have to have some some uh, medical approval on that. But special education for dyslexic children is also deductible. Um, dyslex- dyslexia is a medical condition that can hamper a child's ability uh, to learn. So if it's diagnosed, the cost of special education um, can also be deductible. So another one interesting thing here is, um, and I don't know if you're going to take advantage of this or not, but medical conferences and yeah. seminars. You know, you go into places of information and resources, and right. I mean, that's really 
powerful and uh, probably very helpful, but you know the travel and registration costs for medical conferences and seminars are also deductible. Yeah, that was very interesting to find. Yeah, yeah. As long as your doc, child's doctor writes a letter explaining how the conferences could aid you and your child with special needs, the cost may be deductible and considered a medical expense. So, you know, if you're traveling for medical reason, uh, lodging cost, uh, but not meals, are up to fifty dollars per day, are deductible for the individual taxpayer. Uh, and one additional person if overstaying you yeah. know, overnight. Yeah, what I think these, like knowing the tax laws does too, is is it kind of gets you more curious to <clears throat> say, hey, are there maybe there are medical conferences yeah. in the area that I could learn and, and receive some sort of deduction. So I think even knowing these is not just taking advantage of what you're currently doing, but also being creative with what you can do right, for the right. sake of your child or, or a loved one. So um, the next thing that's tax deductible is um, certain kinds of, of therapy. Um, so recreational therapy, uh, is is a holistic approach to wellness and is based on the idea of increasing a person's uh, independence and ability to function through things like creative arts, dance, sports, adventure programs, puzzles, logic games. Therapy visits can be included as a medical expense if they are primary or primarily to alleviate or prevent a physical or mental disability or illness. So things, some examples could be um, prescribed vitamin therapy, um, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, individual or group art, dance, music, play therapies, or even some summer camps that have that as their focus um, could be therapies that are uh, that do benefit from a tax deduction. Yeah, and it sounds like it, you need to have your doctor on board. Yeah. And, and you know, yep. a lot of these it takes it's going to take, you know, um, prescriptions or the doctor rec- recommending it to be tax That's right. tax deductible. So another um, uh, is uh, tax deduction is a credit um, for special needs adoption expenses. And in, in 2022, the adoption credit is about 15 grand. Um, typically, expenses need to exceed the credit to get the whole amount, but the adoption credit is available regardless of adoption expenses if adopting a child with special needs. That's so right. yeah. so an eligible child is um, anyone under the age of 18 uh, or is uh, physically or mentally incapable of self-care. They have to be a U.S. citizen or resident requiring adoption assistance uh, as determined by state authorities. So traditionally, qualifying adoption expenses include legal fees, court costs, and other related adoption costs. And for a special needs adoption, the credit is claimed in the year the adoption becomes finalized, regardless of the actual expenses paid uh, or incurred that year. So, you know, there's a lot of some good things out there. It is complicated. Uh, I certainly would recommend, you know, working with a tax provider as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and as the number of children diagnosed with autism, Asperger's, Down syndrome, or any of these neurological disorders continues to skyrocket, it really causes disruption in the lives of those who are concerned. Um, and like I was saying before, any amount of information is is just helpful um, because the cost providing care for special needs is just going to go up. Uh, so it's important if you have a child or if you have a friend or a family member who has a child to know that there, there are special tax benefits that you can take advantage of. And also, we're not going to get into it here, but I'd like to on future shows talk about things like special needs trusts yes. and ABLE accounts. These are ways that to set up a child um, with special needs, with um, accounts that will provide them, whether it's it's certain funds or certain benefits in the future, uh, to take advantage of things like school or just not be hindered by government um, uh, government help because they may have X amount of dollars in their right. account. So. Yeah, and if you ha- if you know of someone out there or you're dealing with this yourself, um, reach out to us. I mean, yeah. we're we're certainly willing to sit down with you and, and yeah. um, explore some of these 
I think having a good CPA involved, they're going to have to understand the the opportunities, having a doctor, uh, you know, tied into the process as well. So thanks, Zach. That was a, that was a great, uh, great yeah. article, great discussion. And uh, we're going to switch gears here to the prescription of the week. This is something that um, we're uh, at Richard Young Associates very passionate about, and it's financial literacy. And uh, Utah happens to have the uh, top financial requirement of its high school students. Uh, they actually make them take a uh, half-year course uh, dedicated to personal finance, and there's only six states that require that. Now, what I found as we have gone, um, as I've done research in this area, um, you know, financial literacy is described differently by different people. Mm. Sometimes it's uh, an economy, economics class will, will be um, considered yeah, considered right. a financial literacy. But so we are uh, big believers in financial literacy. We are actually sponsoring um, Dave Ramsey's curriculum yeah. in five high schools around wow. the CSRA. And it's uh, interesting that there's only five because there's a lot of high schools and we've offered it to every single high school in the CSRA. Mm. And so the, the facts are 78% of people live paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. So a lot of parents are not able to teach their kids about right. money, right? So they don't, they don't know it. They don't know <laughs> it. That's right. And, and about 40% of um, Americans can, only 40% can cover a $1,000 emergency. So wow. I, I, feel yeah. like, I feel like in our schools, we are, um, we are lacking in the, um, in the education of finances. And so uh, we are spending uh, a lot of time and money as well as an organization to, to put this curriculum out there. So if, you're, if your child is in high school in uh, the CSRA, you're, check to see if they have Dave Ramsey's financial curriculum. It's called Foundation, Foundations in Personal Finance. If that is not in your school, contact us, and we will work with your administrators to, to get it in there. 100% of high schoolers are going to have to deal with money, oh, Yeah, and, and we're not teaching them. Yeah, I mean, and, and for anybody we've sit, sat down with that um, is younger and has this financial literacy, their future just looks so great yeah. because even if they have a lot of debt, even if they have... Um, some financial issues now, we can put plans in place that yeah, they have 40, maybe 50 years to change as opposed to maybe only having 10 or 15 years. It's much harder. People who learn financial literacy early on are interested in this stuff. You really, yeah, your future is is looking very good. Yeah. And every single person that comes in our office, um, we hear them say we they wish they would have had this yeah. when they were younger. Yeah, right. Every single person. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're very passionate about financial literacy. Again, if you have an opportunity to sign your child up for uh, Dave Ramsey's curriculum, um, do it. And uh, if it's not in your school, let us know, and we'll work uh, work with you and your administrators to to put it in there because I think it's something that it needs to be taught in our in our high schools. That's right. right. So um, that's it. Um, we hope you have a good week. You hope you hope you've enjoyed uh, this week's edition of Money ND. So tune in next week uh, to hear more prescriptions for your financial health. Check out our website, moneymd.net. Send us your questions, and you can give us a call here at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great rest of the week. Thank you. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor.